Hi everyone, welcome back to the Savage Sonia show. I am your host, Sonia. Before I start this podcast, please don't forget to follow me on my social media accounts. They'll be linked in the description box down below. And please, please understand that there is no cancel culture or social media censorship on this platform. I feel like everyone needs to listen to others and everyone needs to kind of listen to everyone. As John Stuart Mill says, truth emerges from the clash of adverse ideas. This podcast episode, I will explore. This sounds like a bit of an essay. I'm not going <laughs> to I'm not going to talk like this, but I just wanted to talk about um just quite briefly, maybe 10 minutes or so, I don't know. I just wanted to talk about toxic femininity, you know, and kind of the toxic feminine traits that some women possess. Now, I'm not saying all women possess these qualities, but what I'm trying to um, do is to kind of address it from a woman's perspective. Because I feel like when, in general, you look on social media, you look on Twitter, I mean, Twitter is like a warfare. But when when a man addresses some of the toxic behaviors that women possess, and vice versa when a woman kind of addresses some of the toxic behaviors that a man possesses i don't feel like it's it's to do with the fact that he is a man or she is a woman i think i read um on one of these mukhtar forums that um you can't hate female nature you can only understand it vice versa you can't hate male nature you can only understand it but i do believe that you need to be aware of how you treat others and how you treat yourself because it can sometimes come across as quite toxic you know i mean the way you kind of i believe that life is short there's only there's only so many hours in the day there's only so many days in the week and there's only so many months in the year. So I feel like your life is short. Why would you want to waste your time being toxic and being, you know, very kind of uh, detrimental uh, towards other people, vulnerable people and things like that. So kind of that's the basic theme of this podcast episode. And I really hope you guys enjoy it. So one thing I've noticed about social media and and the news and everything, it's kind of like constantly packed with this idea that toxic masculinity is a a problem. You know, um, I was watching some of the uh, reels on ITV, uh, Good Morning Britain, you know, with Susanna Reid and Piers Morgan and Piers Morgan is a really funny guy he said that um, anything that's kind of masculine is now considered toxic you know I don't believe in toxic masculinity and I but I kind of 
haven't seen a lot of discussion around toxic femininity and i feel like with so much modern social attention focused on identifying the patriarchy and i don't really believe that the west is um patriarchal per se but there are kind of like elements within the structure that are still quite flawed but as a british born indian I'm, i'm actually very privileged and grateful to be born in this country you know if uh, my life was in india then i would have turned out to be a very different kind of woman but that's not the point the point is that um we tend to focus on the kind of like innate and inherent disadvantages that women live with every day but it seems quite insensitive and perhaps even quite ludicrous to bring up the idea of women being equally if not more toxic now i believe that every single one of us has kind of two types of energies the feminine and the masculine i think women and men can possess both but i feel like the kind of goal or the aim of enhancing your human experience is to balance your energies and use the energy that works for you you know i also believe that the term toxic femininity and toxic masculinity it doesn't kind of exist it's to do with bad behavior and bad behavior looks different in men and women like my dad always says my dad always says to me where is your style and grace like my dad has his style you know um some of my family relatives they have their style um and i feel like behavior is something that can be adjusted only if you are willing to be self-aware and mindful and for some people that behavior can only change when someone points it out to you so i'm going to go over like a few examples in in my life where both genders have displayed bad behaviors but the penalty for uh let's say men and women it tend to be quite different so for example when when a man is angry uh they tend to be physically angry so they tend to kind of lash out act violently you know but i mean this this example is is quite prominent especially with like young boys growing up not knowing how to kind of process their emotions and also there's so much psychology behind uh boys who come from single home families like my brother um because there's no stable or secure father figure in the house to you know essentially put the kids in their place I'm not saying that because it's only a man's responsibility. I'm not ad- advocating for any sexism or anything like that, but I feel like uh, the way a boy turns out, the way your parents obviously kind of raise you, take care of you, the the relationship you have with your parents does affect how you turn out. Your childhood does affect how you will go into the world and interact with people, and it's only until you are aware of this that you can make the active steps to change now my brother lashes out when he's angry but i would not say he is a toxic masculine man 
You know, he's still learning to channel his frustrations in a productive way. Overall, he's kind of like a really humble bumble who kind of floats about and he he it's not in his nature to be angry and to actively seek out physical fights, get into battles you know things like that he doesn't do that but when women are angry and I've noticed this at work I've noticed this with some of my female friends I've noticed I've noticed this behavior and it tends to be very passive aggressive and it's also very sort of psychologically manipulative I'm not saying that every single woman on this planet is now this kind of hysterical woman what I am saying is that there needs to be I feel like women need to call out other women when they fail to um when they fail to address their issues like for me in the past I have lashed out but I have always I've never moved from that case until I have apologized now whether the opposition accepts my apology or not that's a different kind of story but I always apologize from a genuine place I never apologize for the sake of apologizing just to make peace you know I've seen this with one of my work colleagues as well when she received a complaint from a female client she would often call her a slag and of course this was behind her back in front instead of in front of her and she would often condemn other women for living differently to her you know she would always you know push this narrative that if a woman opens her legs on the first date or the first meetup then chances are she is a slag and she can't be taken seriously and again we have to take a step back and we need to think why is it that we condemn especially ladies i'm really talking to you here um not so much on the fellas because the fellas don't really know much about i mean they read up about it and they kind of see it and they observe it but ladies why do we do this you know another example of sort of like toxic feminine toxic femininity or toxic bad behavior is when one of my work colleagues assumed that I got the job because of my skin color and I lashed out on her I apologized and she could not even apologize for being wrong in her approach she observed something she didn't even clarify it with me and then she played devil's advocate So not only was that bad behavior but it was implicitly racist and emotionally manipulative. This is a perfect example of some women having no accountability or responsibility for their actions and the harm that they do. You know, like I don't understand why girls do this. When when girls fight, the anger tends to be more emotionally harmful you know the way that women express their anger tends to come from a sort of emotional ego right it's the same thing when like cheating affects men differently cheating is obviously absolutely wrong you know it's an immoral thing infidelity shouldn't even be something that we strive towards whenever we feel angry at our partner but I've noticed that when women are hurt they become more passive aggressive and they tend to micro ghost block and delete instead of having a conversation and if this if this happened with a man then he would be labeled as a coward 
but then why isn't the same you know why isn't the same being said for for women who do this you know um i think this is to do with maturity as well even if you look at the ways girls fight and guys fight girls tend to bitch about each other behind each other's back yeah girls will be friends with each other but as soon as something goes wrong oh by the way you know what you're kind of a whore you're kind of a hoe and i don't understand why women do this because why do you need to be so spiteful towards each other just because something is going wrong in your life you know um i feel like girls tend to play more mind games than boys i'm not saying it's always girls but in my life it tends to be the girls who can't get along with other girls whether it's a feminist a conservative woman a housewife a student whatever girls tend to mock project their insecurities and then ostracize other girls from the group you know like it's kind of like mean girls if you watch the film if you've seen the film actually called mean girls then i think my siri just turned on (laughs) bye siri um but yeah sorry about that um the the bitchiness it just kind of like gets overwhelming it's not to do with i feel like it's not just female friends though i feel like it's work relationships it's also kind of family relationships especially the relationship between a daughter-in-law and the mother-in-law you know you see it on soap operas the the way that mother-in-laws and daughter-in-laws are portrayed in indian soap operas of course it's not always reality however i have a couple of my friends who are you know engaged and they are now moving in with their mother-in-law and they've noticed that you know they can no longer have the freedom that they once had and i feel like it's it's 2020 you shouldn't have to i think mother-in-laws need to kind of push their tradition to one side and understand that hey you know we've got mortgages to pay we've got bills to pay we've got things to do you know um once in a while if her daughter i mean not her daughter sorry but if if her husband has to help out in the kitchen it doesn't make him less of a man i feel like it makes him more of a man uh you know it because your relationship with your spouse should be about supporting each other but anyway like that's kind of like the toxic femininity that comes between you know that comes into play with daughter-in-laws and mother-in-laws i'm not saying that this could happen to me but chances are who knows um in general that seems to be a very common trend some mother-in-laws are really chilled some mother-in-laws are pretty cool some daughter-in-laws are pretty cool and chilled too but in general there seems to be this kind of in uh, kind of like subconscious you know monster-in-law relationship and i just don't see why girls can't get along with each other why do girls have to be insecure and spiteful towards each other even when it comes to gender roles and women condemning other women for having a child or for being childless or for choosing a career over their children why is it that women belittle and mock other women 
being an asshole, right? It has no gender. Genuine, like, not, not genuine, but I would say divine masculinity and divine femininity are not inherently bad. These are kind of, this is kind of energy, right? It's the way, it's a way of being that, that is toxic. It's abusing these energies, which make it toxic it's when you're for example women have to you know in this day and age i can only speak on behalf of myself really i've had to endure a a masculine energy for a very long time since i was young because i've known deep down that i can't be in my true feminine essence because there isn't a place that I can feel safe and secure and express my feminine energy or be in my femininity you know but I've had to take on a masculine role in my life to be the kind of strong assertive individual but I can see why toxic femininity exists it exists when we abuse it when we when we try to find a way to make to 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 benefit ourselves whilst causing harm to others in a in a very i don't know chaotic way So I think I was waffling on the previous section. So anyway, I feel like we all exhibit toxic behavior and just because you've you exhibit toxic behavior doesn't mean that overall you're a bad person. I remember it was I think it was Keshav Bat who said this and he said that bad moments don't make you a bad guy. I personally feel that toxic behavior just because you kind of portray toxic behavioral traits it doesn't necessarily mean that you are toxic in all areas and relationships you know you're you're a multifaceted individual you know your toxic boss may still be a very loyal and loving and faithful husband to his spouse and your toxic female co-worker may still be a, a loving mother you know towards her children toxicity is not typically an entire personality disorder rather it is something that can only be understood on a case-to-case basis and psychology is complex i mean i'm not a psychologist per se but my cousin studies psychology and she's always said that things are very kind of layered up you know including trauma including um the way human beings tend to interact with each other i feel like we typically attribute the root of toxicity to the role to the role they have in the relationship to their victim they use this position you know i think this happens a lot with narcissistic relationships too they use their position in interaction to express their toxic behavior so 
because you're not feeling good about yourself you want to take it out on your partner or because something happened at work you feel like you want to come home and 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 kind of like be toxic to other people so I've kind of gathered a few general examples of toxic femininity this is on a case-to-case basis and I have not done mm, all of them but I will I will mention I will mention which one I've actually done myself so the first one the first kind of example the first example is behaving negatively and justifying uh, your behavior as a woman on your period I've never had to do this to be honest because my period has never been excruciating but I know for some women their period tends to be quite heavy and it quite it's it's quite it's numbing and it's not numbing but it's it's painful and some women do take it out on their spouse um the second one second example is acting weak and helpless to get out of doing an unpleasant or physical task i haven't done this but i have witnessed this at work so i work in the hospitality industry it's part-time work sometimes it's full-time depending on um you know how available i am during the year and uh you know i try to balance it out with uni but there are women out there who know that they are beautiful and i'm not trying to play the pretty privilege card because i really don't believe that exists um but there are women who will try to get out of work because they feel like well you know i'm I'm a woman i can't be picking up so many plates and then the manager because the manager knows kind of like the manager is attracted to the woman or um is willing to kind of compromise for the women it's kind of like ugly women like me have to go and do the work which i don't i mean i don't really care to be honest because it's just what you need to do for me i see work as work you know you do the work you don't need to don't complain just do the work and just come home really but i know that you know there are exceptions and rules to this third example coercing a man into sex through means of guilt regret and mocking his sexuality when he's not feeling it i've seen this in a movie i think it's called obsessed obsession with beyonce and idris elba and um there's the girl from i don't know if any of you guys have seen heroes it's a series it's a really good series but the woman what she tends to do is she kind of not seduces but he she wants to be with idris elba but he but she knows deep down that she can't so she tries to manipulate her way um into getting close to getting close to him knowing that he has a wife and it causes so much problems between his wife and his work and you know she yeah it's just really toxic to be honest it's like jealousy you know when some women are so jealous that they're willing to make another woman feel bad i feel like no don't do that like just because you're fuck boy likes another girl doesn't mean that that girl is now a slag or just because she's more prettier than you or she's better than you 
that you have gifts to share with the world you are equally just as perfect in your own imperfection there's no need to leverage your sexuality in that way of course again this is a case-to-case basis but that's another example another example uh, it kind of runs on the same line it's the feeling uh, like a man should always be happy to have sex with a woman because men should feel privileged and lucky to have sex with her so this is kind of common in um you know when a girl knows that she's pretty like you know when a fuck boy knows when he's like perfect you know everyone has an access to like everyone has access to a mirror you know and with the rise of technology and you know phones everyone can kind of know how pretty they look you know i'm i'm kind of not the a part of the pretty group i don't really see myself as a pretty woman to be honest i don't even consider myself beautiful but that's not the point the point is there are women who are who are i wouldn't say it's toxic because it's kind of like it's a kind of fine borderline between confident i'm a confident woman but then because i'm super sexy and good looking any man would be lucky to have me i don't know if guys you've got to let me know has this ever happened to you because i have seen this i have not done it myself because i just oh god i look at the mirror and i think whoa who is this girl she is not good looking but anyway i personally have not done it but i know that some women do do it you know especially when they're really good looking like hot so hot you know um no tiktok reference pun intended another example it's very dark it's when women lie about being on birth control or faking a pregnancy just to see how a man would respond to see whether a man would just to see if a man would stay in the relationship or um you know pay up child maintenance and for some men like babies are their weakness like it's their weak spot so they kind of manipulated into which goes on to my other point which is kind of manipulated into paying up for the child you know um, manipulating a case of um you're divorced in order to gain legal rights um and to basically own your child take half of most of child custody stop your stop your mom uh, stop not your mom but your your the father of your child from seeing their uh, sorry stopping your child from seeing the father that happens a lot another thing is just general behaviors like narcissism you know lack of empathy judgmental i feel like this isn't just to do with women it's also to do with men and people i mean all of us judge we judge on so many things i don't know if you guys can hear it but there is the wind like in the back and i'm not sure if this podcast you know will take it out or whatnot um but yeah uh cowardice this is what my brother um experienced when he was dating his ex and 
when a girl breaks up with a guy over text it's considered oh yeah like from from a girl's point of view it's like yeah block him do this um he wasn't wrong he was all right da, 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 da. like he deserved to be blocked you know um but the same can't be why can't the same be for females when you know if a guy did it if a guy blocked a girl then why can't the same be done for that but of course again this is like case-to-case basis like i feel like if you're trying to run away from a narcissistic relationship and you need to block and delete the block or the block block on the whatsapp block on the facebook you know (laughs) there's a meme (laughs) sorry um if you need to block then block you know but then i feel like the same should be said about females like i feel like we need to take accountability uh entitlement yeah that's a big one considering that we live in the kim kardashian generation where women feel like because they're pretty they are suddenly entitled to you know certain privileges um yeah it's just kind of what what kind of card are you gonna play today you know gaslighting you know women lying in court about their problematic partner spiteful bitterness and resentment towards the father of your child kind of entitled princesses to uh women who are superficial in most other ways highly critical of each other when it comes to fashion makeup clothing styles politics sexuality whatever i feel like we shouldn't judge other women and especially because women if we don't support each other we won't be able to go anywhere you know it's so important that you can agree to disagree like you know in the case of abortion or the case of like euthanasia or something like one woman being pro-choice and one woman being pro-life doesn't make both of them wrong it just depends on the case it depends on the context in which it is said um i think this is a very common theme a common thing that happens in the mctow community especially and it's when women cheat on their spouse and then they kind of pretend and deflate like nothing mattered and nothing happened you know um again that's a perfect example of toxic femininity and you know there isn't i can't go into great detail of why women cheat but i just for me once you're a cheater you're a charlatan like you can't you can't deliver you don't deliver you will never deliver um emotional abuse guilt tripping exaggeration sort of like that um this is just what i have done from research and learning from people and talking about it and books i don't have a position i'm just kind of explaining what i've learned through you but there are some things here that seem quite familiar and i have seen it myself i'm going to kind of move on to some of the ways in which toxic femininity is portrayed in movies one example is from the movie made in manhattan and this is when the privileged woman spoke down to the maid servant because of her class and superiority because she felt like she was better than the woman and then when um the main character uh, protagonist the man i don't know what his name is um basically his he is he is the he is the char- he is the actor that plays Voldemort and he said he wanted to be with the maid servant not with the privileged woman 
and the Parisian woman took it out on the maidservant by trying to get the maidservant fired. So it's that jealousy because you know that a guy is not going to give you attention, but a guy is going to give another girl attention. You should just forget it, honestly. You don't need to... If a man has made it clear that he doesn't want to be with you, he doesn't want to be with you, that's it. Another example, this is um, for any of you guys who watch Bollywood movies. Uh, there is a film called Gabi Alvida Nakehena and Shah Rukh Khan plays a very toxic masculine man because he lets his ego override him which causes jealousy in him when his wife acts like the breadwinner um again we have to take a step back and understand why it has made him toxic it's toxic because he feels he can't be the man of the house because he's he bre- he breaks his leg in the movie so instead of confronting his emotions and confronting his wound he ends up doing the opposite and ends up having an affair a similar thing happened to me when uh it's not really to do with the film but a similar thing happened to me and it's kind of a it's kind of like the it's sort of implied toxic femininity it's not sort of explicit toxic femininity but one of my aunties said to me that it shouldn't be hard for you to have a boyfriend because you're pretty now i'm not pretty i don't look in the mirror and think to myself oh my gosh i'm like the prettiest girl on the planet i've never said that to myself and i don't to be honest i don't really think i am but my point is i wouldn't want to kind of leverage my physical beauty to attract or keep a man because physicality and physical features will always fade away you know so i've kind of broken this podcast into different things that i want to talk about and i've so far i've given you a couple of examples and i am i'm hoping that this will maybe help you think about some of the things you do on a conscious and unconscious basis you know just to kind of think about it you know so i'm going to talk about one of the um examples in a bit more detail because i feel like a lot of men could benefit from this uh just kind of listening and learning from others can improve your uh the way you see the world so in my culture i feel like sex is still considered a taboo which is very ironic because indians there are like what 1 billion indians on the planet so they must have come from somewhere um women have also been conditioned to weaponize sex that's why many women put all of their value in their vagina some men are also conditioned to denigrate and dispose women who are kind of sexually freaky and who have sex on the first date if a woman opens her legs on the first date she's often seen and labeled as a slut and is 
devalued. I mean, who comes up with these rules? Men, women, society, media. It's narrow-minded and it's cynical, to be honest. In my early 20s, I've noticed that overly emotional behavior from both sexes is useless. It's not productive. It's just... It's draining. If toxic femininity exists, then it is exemplified when women play the gender card, like people playing the race card or people playing different kinds of cards that suit them in in that in that context i feel like women put their value in their in between their legs because that's how society has not create constructed women to be so that's why you do have pretty very you know beautiful pretty girls who put all of their value in that and in order they have that's why girls come up with these like oh give it up after 90 days give it up after 50 days give it up after five seconds or don't give it up after five seconds and it's sort of like game theory so manipulating sex to get what you want and then a man carelessly falling for it and and you know like the mctows would say you know that's beta don't do that you need to play the game be an alpha da, 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 da. this happens a lot in the dating scene you know um i remember one of my friends at the time told me that you should never allow you should never pay for a man and i said but why not like what's wrong with paying for the man and she said no 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 because it demasculates it demasculates him and he can he can show you his 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 money and power through his masculinity and i understand but if you go on a date with someone and someone pays let's say you go to the cinema and he pays for the ticket then you should buy drinks or let's say you go to a restaurant for me this is for me but i know that some women like to kind of conform into these traditional um gender roles which is perfectly fine if that's what you want to do but i feel like some women feel entitled to a man's wallet the same happens on the flip side too where some men feel entitled to a woman's body because of the size of his wallet again power play is coming into this dating has become a game the game is becoming quite dark too with the rise of sugar daddies and both sexes leveraging off their materialistic attributes rather than the content of their character of course each to their own when it comes to dating and whatever you want but you can kind of communicate what you want without being mean and without playing into these kind of bad behaviors i feel like human beings just need to be a bit more mature and understanding and just talk about it i guess if bad behavior is kind of only called out on the man's side i feel like we need to be prepared to call it out on the woman's side but of course i'm going to move on to the next part of this podcast where conditioning comes into play parents are humans right they're just like you they did what they could with what they had with the knowledge they had right 
now we live in a completely different generation we have information right at our tips and to be honest too much information does for me give me a lot of fatigue you know i like to try my best to keep my life as simple as possible and you know lockdown hasn't really helped with utilizing and being productive with my time but anyway so in my community like my indian community although i would say yes i am british born and you know there's always this tension between culture cultural enrichment and then and then british values like i live my life by tolerance and installing british values but i also want to be uh i also want to think about my indian culture but i wouldn't say everything that's indian is good you know especially the patriarchy and the misogynistic thinking that goes behind how women should be and how men should be and this is kind of where the toxic femininity toxic masculinity comes into play the way that men are raised you know sons are is very different to how women are raised and i know this because i have a brother you know and i'm not saying that my brother is a horrible person and he kind of like got away with a lot of things cuz if anything it was the opposite he didn't get a uh, he didn't get away with a lot of things in fact he had to grind harder than myself um but what i'm saying is just things just everything to do with indian culture isn't perfect there's a lot of misogynistic thinking that goes behind for example a man is solely a man if he provides like a man is only loved if he can provide and if he doesn't meet those conditions then does that make him less of a man does you know when a when a man shows emotions and he's crying for me i feel like it depends because it depends what you're crying about i remember i was talking to a guy and we went to the park and My god, this guy was crying over a dog like it's a freaking dog and I mean that's just crazy but I'm talking about genuine like emotions like feeling depressed, you know, feeling lost in life. It's okay to express yourself. It doesn't make you weak. In in the South Asian community especially, many men do struggle in expressing themselves and some men need a space to express their feelings openly. instead of kind of bottling it up mental health and suicide is on the rise for men because i feel like men also have the pressure to fit an ideal financial standard or a successful like a success standard you know there's a saying that if women are i don't know if you guys can hear a baby crying oh my god sorry about that um just went to go and close the window um i keep saying um you know but anyway this is all on the spot so bear with me i feel like men are valued on the condition that they provide women with something you know financial resources or stability and etc and then some women deliberately perpetuate this toxic mentality that oh, if my partner doesn't have x amount of money or 
you know isn't earning this much you know then I can't brag I can't brag to my girlfriends that he is like this and stuff like that so in the same way that men if we say that women are sex objects then can we say is it right to say that men can equally be victims of objectification i.e men are financial objects success objects because for some men they don't have everything they come from pretty average backgrounds they don't have fancy handouts they don't have privileged parents they've made their life for themselves you know um the same goes for women i think immaturity you know and unawareness is what is what is needed for both sexes to understand each other and not hate each other the direction we should be moving towards is kind of restoring order amongst the chaos of what's going on and kind of look at things from a case-to-case basis so for women dealing with men i feel like here are maybe five things you could do and you take it how you like never assume that a man dislikes you or likes you because of your gender because that causes more complications just be or find a way to be as good and genuine as possible because being a nice person being a nice person is okay but it's about being a genuine person like having no hidden agenda behind what you do being good for the sake of being good no it's about being good because that you identify with that character trait you know it's like it's like like being vegan right you're not vegan because everyone's doing it you're vegan because you've kind of researched and you've understood why veganism suits you you know why veganism is important to you never assume that men just want to have sex with you because that's not always the case like a lot of guys yes i understand men think like it's not all to to say that all men just want to have sex with you yes initially i don't know that's kind of like a contentious point but that that mentality makes all men sound like predators which isn't the case i feel like to be most predators aren't explicit they're kind of like implicit you know this is kind of like dark psychology coming out but another thing that some of you ladies can do is to avoid getting out of tasks you don't want to do by playing the weaker sex card um i think when it comes to physical labor like picking up big boxes and stuff i'm a small person so i i don't even think i need to say that i can't do it because i'm sure people would just know that i can't do it because i'm such a small person like i'm a dwarf but um yeah that's one thing you could do for dealing with everything that's going on um when a woman physically or verbally abuses their male partners i think you should call them out like that's not the way you need to treat somebody 
Um, I've been called out in the past, um, you know, and I think women need to help men who are being falsely accused by their female partners because I think one of my friends said that his neighbour was falsely accused of, you know, like domestic violence and stuff and it's sort of like is it is it true or is it exaggerated and i feel like what tends to happen is the genuine victims who do go who do experience horrible things and traumatic things tend to tend to be buried under the carpet because of because of other women and how they kind of deal with the situation and i feel like everything is up up here in your mind if your mind is in a constant state of panic and anxiety, depression, you know, you don't have enough energy to focus on the day, you feel tired, you're lethargic, you don't have a good diet, things like that, it affects your concentration, it affects everything. So that's kind of one way, couple of ways like women can deal with men. And the last part is obviously men dealing with women. So avoid holding other women up to kind of like pre-established standards so like uh you know what she's a woman you know like seeing men need to not just men but like in general i feel like everyone needs to see each other as humans but at the same time this happened a couple of like months ago with me it's just like you want to be respected as a human but at the same time you don't treat us like humans you know, like, if a woman rejects you, she rejects you, like, so what, guys reject, like, guys reject me, why do people, if if you're truly humble in your spirit, and in your energy, and whatever it may be, then you being rejected shouldn't be humiliating, because a truly humiliated person cannot be defined, or because they've got nothing to defend they know that the the attack from another person is just their own ability to deal with their inner problems to me that's kind of like one of the biggest life changes i've come to realize and at the workplace ladies well for men um it's not really a gendered thing but i feel like don't kind of cut other people women and men out of conversations you know, um, I think shaming other people and cutting them out is what kind of perpetuates the cancel culture, which is kind of the path that's going on right now with politics and media and um, having different views from people or not conforming to preconceived notions about how genders should operate with each other and interact with each other and finally for men dealing with women um don't shame other women for choosing a different path to you um yeah just just try not to shame and blame i guess because everyone has their reasons for doing what they they want to do and it's not necessarily i don't think that toxic femininity or toxic fem masculinity is going to solve anything
So I think that owning up to your mistakes is one step or a, a baby step that people can make, you know. And when people do own up to their mistakes, don't judge them for not knowing for not knowing for not knowing more or not knowing about it because remember just like racism just like prejudice just like discrimination we all have stereotypes because not all of us intend to be racist or intend to be sexist it's sort of the underlying stereotypes we have you know we underestimate people we underestimate a group of people we overestimate a group of people we overestimate certain genders so don't judge the mistake but try to learn from it i also think it's important to know yourself and understand what makes you insecure as a woman as a man maybe read up uh there are plenty of journal articles online and books you could read about femininity and masculinity and try not to fight ego with ego because that's kind of like where this is going you know with mainstream feminism and you know even in my own culture i've been torn down you know uh because of my feminine like my feminist perspective but i don't adhere to the what to 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 mainstream feminism per se i do adhere to the feminism that's needed in countries like you know saudi arabia where women are oppressed women are oppressed you know they are denied their rights situations and places like india where you know india is still very you know deeply rooted in its traditions and it will break it would take some time for it to break away and it's it's getting there very slowly but there are still rural villages where where women and men you know like where women are still oppressed you know under the patriarchy you know i wouldn't say so much in the west um there are some again case to case basis where it does tend to happen but overall uh i wouldn't say that toxic masculinity is bad and you know i think maybe the, the aim you know with the rise of dr peterson the aim is to obviously become it's for men to be men again uh it's for men to realize what healthy masculinity looks like and for women to realize what healthy femininity looks like you know and the only way to solve this is to look inward the only way in which a human being can make some approach to knowing the whole of a subject is by hearing what can be said about it by persons of every variety of opinion and that's what i'm giving you I'm giving you kind of my perspective on things. I'm not a philosopher. I'm not why well, do you study philosophy, but I like to see things from a quite from an objective stance, you know, every context, you know, each and every single context should be seen from an objective point. It shouldn't be seen in the lens of a biased you know, biased lens where, you know, because it's not only men that are bad 
And it's not only women that are good. You know, there's good and bad in everyone. There is toxic behavior in everyone and it needs to be addressed. It's important that we talk about our human experiences instead of condoning and shutting down people. That's why I like listening to the Rubin Report. You know, um, that's why, although I, politically I try to be as centrist as possible, I do like to read up on uh, Paul Joseph Watson once in a while. I like to read up on, uh, you know, some of the extreme right wing uh, stances on things. And I also like to read up on liberal things and kind of like leftist politics and stuff. I feel like as a social species, we can and should aspire to behave in ways that are not merely selfish and not merely competitive but also collaborative and holistic toxic masculinity and toxic femininity are inherently kind of like selfish modes and those are not employing them should be interested in seeing them eradicated like bad behavior should be eradicated if possible and that is the only way we can kind of grow and learn from our mistakes so I know this was a bit of a baffle and this podcast kept going on and on but I just had a lot to say about this topic thank you for listening to this episode I hope you guys enjoyed it if you liked what you heard please share subscribe and leave a rating if you'd like to share it with others please don't forget to tag me in your stories and posts on instagram at savage sonia underscore or on twitter at savage sonia one let's help each other to destigmatize the stigma around our human experience thank you so much talk to you soon bye